Hey guys, welcome to Spirit Pig. This is the show that explores how to live a fulfilled life. I'm Duncan CJ and today I'm talking to Deepak Taylor. Two of the biggest things stopping people from doing what they want in life is not having enough uh, time or not having enough money. So uh, my guest today can help solve both of these things. Uh, he's the author of the number one Amazon bestseller, How to Live for Free, and the founder of the UK's most popular freebie site, latestfreestuff.co.uk, which gets over 400,000 monthly visitors. Uh, it is one of the UK's fastest growing companies and has received huge, huge media coverage from sources such as the Daily Mail, the Mirror, the Guardian and Forbes magazine. Uh, a recent study, which I read on one of his articles, has uh, revealed that two thirds of Britons who receive freebies or bargains said that they feel happy and cheerful for the rest of the day. <laughs> Deepak, how does it feel to be responsible for sending happiness and cheer to millions of people around the globe? <laughs> it's probably my own fault, isn't it? It's exactly why I went out there trying to achieve and it seemed to have happened for once, so... Which is brilliant, I think. But uh, no, it's absolutely amazing. It's <laughs> what was what was the reason and the motivation behind writing your book, like How to Live for Free? Um, so the book was really trying to get a new angle, um, kind of a new audience of people that I couldn't reach with the website. So the website's very kind of mass market, but you need to be looking for this stuff. Um, the book was kind of reaching out to this kind of different audience of people who are just trying to be kind of inspired into living for free, living for differently, trying to save a bit of money. Um, so that was the reason behind it. And it was really trying to be a positive book to try and like influence change in your life. Um, and it seemed to work, just about. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I, I think on the one hand, you've got all the obvious things where, um, you know, or like how to save money, how to do this for free. But one thing which I really got out of reading it was... Um, it was it almost a lot of the, a lot of the things which we kind of almost think weren't possible. Um, a lot of things we couldn't, you know, think, oh, it's unachievable. Actually, whether you're getting it for free or just you, you just had really like clever concepts and ways to actually um, like one of the ones I loved was this idea of like sailing around the world. Like, you know, this seems like an idea that is, you know, exclusive to, you know, you're going to be a multimillionaire. You've you've sold your business. You've retired. OK, then you can sail around the world. But th this isn't the case. Could you maybe just talk about, I mean, one of the things it was crewfinders.net. I think it was cool. Like, what is it? What is this? What is this? Um, so crewfinders.net is probably the most mentioned kind of the one thing that people pick out of the book because they seem to like fall in love with it like just like you said um and it really what it does it's like a kind of online marketplace which connects kind of rich yacht owners the kind of traditional people who own these yachts to people who want to kind of help out these yachts um to kind of give like a helping hand um so to connect all these people together and the idea behind the site is if kind of Mr. Rich who wants to get, or say Richard Branson wants to get his boat from um, maybe the docks in Southampton and move it into the Maldives somewhere. Um, he doesn't want to sit on the boat and go and do it himself. He wants to fly to the Maldives and then sail around the Caribbean. Um, but in so what, what the kind of website does is he'll hire someone, put up a job listing on there saying, I need a crew to actually take my boat from Southampton to the Maldives, all expenses paid. He'll pay you a wage, he'll give you food, give you accommodation, obviously. You kind of help out with cooking or helping out with the kind of ship's maintenance or just like day-to-day -day, um, kind of activities. And then um, that's it. Um, you can use this website, just, just jump from location to location all over the world. Um, and I've, I've heard and I've seen people do it just over and over again. And I've got one of my friends um, who is currently in Fiji somewhere, um, <laughs> travels around and just jumps from place to place, gets to meet people. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, in this, I mean, that was just, you know, one example. But I mean, there's there's things from like living, accommodation, food, like yoga classes, gym memberships. And I mean, I think it just it really just 
opens up your eyes to actually what's possible if you if you're looking and actually it's it it, it, it was it was it fun writing it um it was brilliant yeah it was really interesting so most of the kind of stuff in the book came from like three four years of researching and maybe like 10 years of living my life of actually kind of googling things finding things out um and this kind of book was just accumulation of everything into one place um all the content i learned about all the stuff i researched during the kind of book when i was writing it and trying to kind of put everything into chapters and putting everything into kind of an area um but yeah, it was really exciting. It was brilliant. It was honestly brilliant. What would what, what you say some of the biggest, or maybe just like a couple of the biggest sort of takeaways or ideas or concepts? Because obviously the individual things, I mean, they're, they're, they're all great. But like how somebody reading this, like, I mean, one thing I was listening to a previous um, interview and the guy kept on saying about like, you know, a paradigm um, shift and like changing your concept of what's possible. Was that, was that one of the biggest things which you wanted people to get out of the book? Or was it just to, I know, look through, like look and see life in a different way of what is possible? Um, I think one of the things was actually changing people's minds, mindset, like you said. People just, just like you started the whole kind of podcast today, was people didn't believe it was possible. People expect to spend money. People don't realize you can even save like a small percentage of your money um, just by making kind of small changes. And that seems to, like, if you save like maybe one, two, three pounds a day, it seems to, it adds up to a lot at the end of the month or at the end of the year. Um, and that was my main thing. Like, I don't expect people to go bin diving and dumpster diving and kind of <laughs> traveling around the world for free, kind of inconveniently for some people. But as long as you can make one small change in your life, I think the book's beneficial to people. As long as you can take one thing out of the book, something that will change your life one way or another, that would make me happy. So oh, Amazing. No, no, I, 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 I definitely got that out of it. Um, with, with like maybe taking it back just um, a little bit, like with starting up this website and um, doing all, like, all these things, I mean, because for example, like the website, I mean, it's ha- creating a website which just gives people freebies. Like this doesn't sound, if you were trying to pitch that to an investor, it doesn't really <laughs> seem like it's going to make huge amounts of money overnight. But like, do you, but obviously, I mean, it has, it's turned into like an amazing business, but I'm quite interested in like your gut and instinct. Like, is that, do you make a lot of decisions through gut where if something just felt right or did you have like a really strategic plan from day one and you know, knew like month by month what the, the plan was? Because there's just from a personal position and um, um, personally, I just I quite like to know about like, are you, are you quite an instinctual kind of person? Um, so with the website, I didn't really have a plan at all. Like, you know, you said like I had like a month by month, day by day, hour by hour. I did not have that at all. It was almost like a case of going with just gut instinct for the first two years, doing what I thought was right, um, not really having support from other people, didn't really have investors um, to fall back on, didn't have a mentor or anything. All I had really is Google to kind of <laughs> research and when I come into a problem, kind of look through there and then kind of research my way out of it. Um, but the whole the whole thing was really just kind of this idea of trying to save people money, trying to create this amazing resource which people could use to order free samples. And I knew if I could get a big enough audience um, and hopefully get kind of some paid campaigns on there, um, somewhere where an advertiser would be, become interested in the audience, then I knew I could make maybe just cover the costs of the running the website at least. Um, and then we kind of just spurred out of control and then we just kind of added all these other extensions, which were also my gut instincts. So launching the app was my gut instinct. Um, launching, like, 
going so big on Facebook and Twitter was my gut instinct. I knew that was something that was coming up and kind of growing at the time. Um, and to be fair, I don't, I don't know if I said this before, but I launched the site in 2012 and the UK was in a kind of deep recession. So it's probably the perfect time to launch the website because we're kind of in 2015 now where things are looking up now. Um, but 2012, people kind of things were sticky at that point. Um, people were looking to these sites to grow. And I think I grew with that wave of discontent almost um, where people were trying to save money so it kind of helped me <laughs> was that a conscious decision to do it then or does that just like almost like perfect timing is in no, perfect timing perfect timing nothing else <laughs> amazing because the, the reason the reason why i was asking about gut is because um i watched a really interesting ted talk the other day um, a guy called magnus walker and i mean the whole thing was he had just gone from like just th throughout his life the last 20 years he just fallen in stuff but it was purely based on gut and instinct and he was just like just saying how just you know how instrumental just following that guy he didn't really know why a lot of it went against sort of it's quite counterintuitive to what he was seeing around him but he just stuck to his gut and you know it, um you know really it really helped him so yeah so it's really interesting to hear you say that as well mm -hmm. um but it's, it was obviously quite risky i mean like if you are you quite i don't know what's your relationship with risk like because just starting it with you know knowing that you're going to be planning all this time into it and you're not necessarily going to see a return straight away i mean you what's your relationship with risk like so i realized at the start that i didn't really so the website at the start cost about 500 pound to make um and then up until maybe a year and a half a year into the website year and a half into the website we were still running on like a 15 dollar a month hosting package so the costs really were quite low at the time um, so if you've got this domain, which normally in the UK costs about £10 a year or something like that, um, you've got the hosting for $15 and then you've got me writing the content. That to me was the biggest cost because I could keep the cost low enough if you don't have staff, if you don't have kind of advertising, if I knew I could kind of um, rely on search engines and social media just to kind of bring in free traffic. I knew I could take it to the next, just use that traffic to kind of grow the site. Um, but in terms of risk, it was really just my own time and effort that was spent writing all this content. I was doing maybe 19, 20 hour days, like researching kind of other websites, what they were doing, what they were promoting, what the best freebies were, um, when they were getting released. I tried to make sure one of my fundamental goals with the site is making sure I always had the latest content on there. <laughs> that kind of make, goes with the site, really. It goes with latest free stuff, but there you go. Um, I have to make sure that I have the best offers on there, which seems to bring people back. Um, so, and that's one of the main goals still. Um, it's probably the best goal, or the biggest goal I have at the moment is making sure we have the latest content every single day. Um, it's like the best stuff because that seems to bring in more people. Um, as long as we stick to that, hopefully it'll carry on, really. So, I mean, that's, yeah, the, just the amazing content and just being consistent where you are actually, you know, that, that's, that, that got this huge following, which is only, it's, it's, you know, it's getting more and more and more because yeah, you, you're delivering, you know, on that content. Is that, would you say that's the, the main thing? Yeah, it kind of snowballs. And when you when you built something quite big, I think it kind of snowballs into something else automatically because you have to spend less, like in the last year or two, I've had to spend a bit less effort um, kind of opening doors because uh, kind of doors open for you when you become big. So people come and reach rather than me going out to email someone saying, can I have this or can I have that? People come to you with the products. So, um, and whatever they're launching, it kind of, when you get to know other people in the industry, it opens doors. So um, it's become easier in that respect. Um, and it probably helps me, if I, if I was ever to launch a new product, it'd help. 
kind of push that through into something else. So it seemed to work. Yeah. <laughs> one, 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 th one thing I, I quite liked because um, I was looking through um, your Twitter and seeing stuff and you've, you've been quite uh, intentional um, with a lot of the stuff when you're contacting like newspapers and magazines directly, um, which I found, I, I, I loved it because, you know, rather than just sitting, waiting for just, you know, waiting for coverage to come to you or waiting for it. You've actually been quite intentional and you've actually, you know, found editors, you found journalists and, you know, you've sent them a tweet being like, hey, you know, I just had a Forbes article published about my business. Do you want to cover the story? And then you're actually going out there and I, I love it. It's kind of almost made me think about, you know, if you don't ask, you don't get. And um, how how you found that? Because you've been, yeah, quite intentional. But I think that's I think that's an amazing thing because you've kind of taken it into your own hands and just made it happen. Has, has that been quite uh, useful, successful, um, that sort of idea of just taking your own hands and making it happen? Um, so that was one of the things I learned from someone else. Um, I'm very good friends with a guy called Tom Church, who's just inspirational on like PR. He knows everything back to front. In what he made me realize is the journalists need good content to write about because they have this kind of goal every day where you need to have good stuff. Um, and if you can kind of reach enough people and set out what so to kind of reach out to them was kind of an intentional thing because you need them to kind of realize how good your content is or what what you're promoting is and I knew that the book was like this new built new brilliant thing but I didn't go to them with um, I've, can you write about this book because the angle to their readers just wouldn't work and then we kind of worked out maybe like a few weeks before that, that, if you could create a list of the top 10 free, like free ways to, 10, top 10 ways to live for free, that would kind of subside with the book and it would be interesting to like a reader of the Daily Telegraph or Forbes magazine. Um, but it also kind of like plug the book. So that was one of the biggest tips with PR was that you shouldn't actually promote your product. You should kind of promote the content within the book and extract it and go to a journalist with that. Um, you need to think of it from the journalist's kind of eyes. Don't, don't think of it from your own product. Like you, Unless you're a company like Facebook or Spotify or something massive that someone cares about. Um, with startups, it's almost impossible to get your product into a newspaper or magazine. You need to get something related to your product into there. So, um, yeah, make sure people do that. Is, do you think, <laughs> is, is putting yourself out there, I mean, is that something that's, you know, always come naturally to you or is that something you've had to work on is that you know are you naturally quite an introverted person or an extrovert no probably a complete extrovert I don't, I don't really I don't crave attention I'll, I'll stay away from people normally but when I want something done or I know I have like a goal to get somewhere I'll go and do it yeah. I have to go at that point because you can't really rely on someone else to do it at that point um you, you need to just go and do it yourself and when you want to be done right I think you're the only person that you can normally rely on sometimes <laughs> One thing which I think is really interesting is that, you know, um, well, it's not in, it's interesting in the sense that um, I think we all have hum humans have to spend so much sort of time and energy sort of stressing and worrying about money, like through this whole process, realizing that, you know, you know, it's obviously maybe you wouldn't choose to do a lot of these things. Like you wouldn't necessarily choose to go from A to Z and do everything at the same time. But knowing yeah. that you can, if needs be, live for free, is that is it quite a liberating feeling? Does, has that given you sort of a freedom to rather than, you know, going in every day and doing a job you hate, is that giving you sort of a freedom to actually, you know, realise you can actually follow your passion and do other stuff? Because worst case scenario, you're going to be okay. You're never going to be, like, living on the streets. <laughs> yeah, so it gives you that kind of um, kind of thing to rely on where something you can fall back on. Um, but I think I had to kind of move out of that mindset 
because to try and help people to live for free, you can't kind of live in it. You have to kind of expand your horizons and um, kind of use all the other tools and things you have every day because I just there wouldn't be enough time in the day if I was just living free and doing everything myself. I'd need to use all the other things I have around me to kind of influence people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it's a bit of a detour, but um, like... I, I think failure is obviously a really important bit. I know that you've spoken about failure um, on a, a couple of occasions. And like, do you have any sort of like memorable failures? And what did you learn from them? Because I think you're a big fan of just that trial and error, just almost like baptism by fire. Just try something, okay, it doesn't work. Try something, doesn't work. Like, looking back, have you had any sort of like big failures, which on hindsight you've actually learned quite a lot from? Um, I want to say... The app launch at the start, um, we kind of, when I launched the app in January 2013 or something, whenever it was, um, we, we hired this other PR company who um, who we were promised the world from, if, if anything. Um, they said they'd get us into the Daily Telegraph, they'd get us into kind of the biggest newspapers, into TV shows, things like that. And we spent a lot of money doing it. And I was kind of a noob in doing this because I, I, obviously I didn't know anything about PR. Um, I, we we just we thought that we had this amazing app. It, like people are going to love it. It's going to end up on the front page of the Daily Mirror. Um, and how wrong were we? Um, they sent they sent out. Like, they spent like what a few weeks creating a press release. And we announced it to the world. Um, and then we well they done everything. So I didn't actually do anything myself. They were kind of running with it themselves. And then come the launch of the app, uh, maybe on the first day, we ended up with. Maybe like 400 downloads, if that, when we were expecting like 20, 30, 40,000. Um, and we got no press release out of it. And it only kind of clicked in my head that you can't actually promote a product at that point. You need to actually promote the service as an extension of the brand. Um, and then that's when I realized I just had to go and do it myself. And that's where all the Twitter came from. Um, and I realized that the journalists need like a face to the content. They need, they need a story out of it, something that's real. Um, and yeah, that, that was a huge mistake. I've never spent so much money because the site at the moment still doesn't. We don't advertise the site. We don't pay for advertising. So to spend such a big amount of money on PR. <laughs> and then the one time I did spend money, all goes down the drain. I didn't really know anything <laughs> what I was doing. Um, yeah, it was a disaster. But um, in the end, it worked out all right. Um, so, um, but yeah, first day of the app launch, not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, when when you were, I think you were, you spent like, I, I don't know, was it in 2011 or 2012, but you spent months and months traveling the world, I think like 26 yeah. plus countries in one trip. And this was before, I think, the launch of latest free stuff. But I think it was really interesting just to um, listen to some of our listeners about it, because you spent months traveling the world. Um, and then you also had I think up to 70 sites, 70 <laughs> websites, niche sites, which are making money for you. Um, for anyone who's listening, who's just basically just can't get their head around this idea, like how is it possible to be traveling around the world and also having like websites make money for you? Can you give us a really, really brief description of just exactly what like affiliate marketing and drop shipping is? Like how, <laughs> how, how, does, a, how does a website make money? 
And so, yeah, well, when I decided to, well, I was probably doing this since I was maybe about 17, 18, running all these websites. And I think that was my critical time when I went traveling. I ended up with about 70 websites because you can't launch that overnight. It takes a lot of time. Um, and the night was really just, it was all an experiment up until then. Um, it was to see what worked. It was almost trial and error of, let me try and go into this market. Oh, I've seen something about drop shipping. Let me go and try this. Um, and it was all just an experiment, honestly. Um, one of the sites was kind of like a free SIM cards, how to do, how to get like a free SIM cards, which would probably kind of led on to latest free stuff. But it was like a basic HTML page, which was maybe just on WordPress. I mocked up within a day um, where I just kind of created everything. Um, and it was just like a few images saying, Here, here's a free SIM card, here's a free SIM card, here's a free Vodafone SIM card, here's an O2 SIM card, grab it for free, put an affiliate link behind it, use one of the UK networks, and drove maybe like 100 people to the website through organic search and then replicated it, done it again with like free photo printing and then done it again for like free video rentals. Um, and then like the, another site was a drop shipping. I set that up whilst I was in Singapore. So um, what exactly is drop shipping? Just um, drop, drop shipping. So dropshipping is where you don't, one of my classic problems in life is I don't, I hate logistics of a problem, a logistics of a site, a logistics of like kind of handling products. I think it's better if the whole ecosystem of the world handles your products and dropshipping is really your solution if you, if you kind of, if you hate that. Um, so dropshipping is where like uh, a good example is probably Amazon. They have this massive logistics warehouse and delivery system, which is incredible. They can host your products for you, sell your products for you, as long as your market, as long as your marketing is good enough. Um, say you say you bought your products for maybe hundred pounds. Um, you send it to Amazon, they'll charge you maybe like. Um, or you buy your product from Amazon, so they're selling the same product for maybe like eighty pounds, and you're marketing the product for let's say one hundred twenty pounds um you make a difference that's what you do all you need to do is send sell um that's a really bad example actually um so you do all you need to do is send the sell the um send the customer to the product and then you make the difference and then the customer just doesn't realize that they've bought the product from you because you've not actually done anything and that's why i done with the spy equipment shop so i set up this shop overnight um realized there was like a drop shipper in Hong Kong. Um, if anyone wants to check it out, it's dealextreme.com. They were, I have, at the time, I don't know if now, but they were the biggest kind of drop shipping site at the time. Um, and you could buy the products on a drop shipping basis. You could buy like a spy camera for like £10 on their market to your own list or to your own customers for £15, £20 and put in the address on Deal Extreme, post the product straight to the customer and the customer's happy, you're happy. Um, you've just made the commission or whatever's left in between, and that's it. It's uh, because, brilliant for some people. No, I know absolutely because I mean <laughs> traditionally you think okay, you've got you've got a company, you need a you need to hold stock, you need a, when somebody has an order, you've got to process the order, you've got to send it out. <laughs> with, with these things, I mean, somebody because I, I just like the idea of you in I know wherever Timbuktu, <laughs> and somebody buys a product. And then it, the order gets taken by from somebody else. It gets processed. It gets sent off by somebody else. The payment gets taken care of, and then also then you just get a percentage. And so <laughs> you've got this international business like this. This before the internet, this obviously would never be possible. But you could be running an international business, and you could effectively your whole job is just just to send send customers that way, and then everything else is taken care of. So is that basic concept allowed you to be anywhere in the world, but running an international business with clients all around the world? 
and that's what exactly what happened. So when when I was traveling with the website, I had a website that was bigger than this dropshipping site. Um, it was a website selling kind of HTML WordPress templates. And so the brilliant thing about kind of downloadable products was you can replicate them. You can kind of you can mass sell them as much as you want because you've no you haven't actually got a physical product that you need to sell to someone. And that kind of emailing to someone just works brilliantly. So I set up the template store. It became one of the biggest in its niche. Um, and then we had maybe thousands of customers coming to the website every day and it was just downloadable scripts so if you wanted to set up your own movie trailer site um, just on your own server we, we had the scripts you download it to your server and you set up your own site and we were selling the product for maybe $15 and selling maybe like three or four a day and it was just a bunch of kind of PHP files and that's all the, and the website was automated like you said the website as soon as someone bought it they, the PayPal money came to me the downloadable product just gets released to the customer and that's all whilst you're sleeping in Thailand or Timbuktu or wherever you are um, and as long as you my goal with that was just to make £100 a day and that's what I achieved so <laughs> it's, the same Brilliant. Con- it's the same concept <laughs> with something like ebooks isn't it because like rather than having actual like a physical book yeah. You could write a book like, you know, whatever, Dear Diary, you know, <laughs> this is what I did today. <laughs> you save it on a Word document, you upload it onto the internet, and then every time somebody buys it, there's no physical book. It's just uh, like a, an attachment. And so they buy it, and and so you, you make the product once, and then this people could be buying this for, you know, 5, 10, 20 years into the future. And then you did, you know, you created that product once. So, I mean, it's the freedom and so the reason that was kind of a big convoluted way but it just allows you that freedom to to travel or to spend time with your family or you know to you know go play golf or do whatever you want you know and so obviously that's a very simplistic way you know it's very easy to you, you go to these seminars and it's very easy for people to uh to simplify the whole process and you know it seems too good to be true but <laughs> if you've got all the pieces and you put in the work and you know you've got the market then actually it's a very sustainable business isn't it exactly yeah it works really well then um, and that's how i ended up with 70 websites so i was just experimenting with niche to niche to niche um and i, I worked out what worked and what didn't um, and i've probably still got those 70 sites somewhere i don't know where they are they're still sitting on the same well the other thing i didn't really say at the start was they were all running on a 15 dollar a month hosting package so 70 different websites um so the internet's incredible honestly um, there's a lot of domain fees because you have to pay 70 times of 10 dollars a month or whatever or 10 dollars a year but um hosting wise um Dead cheap, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> so the laptop, the laptop lifestyle really is possible. <laughs> you can be sitting there on the beach with your laptop open, running an international business. I just love that. It's, uh, it's such a crazy idea. It's like it's just you couldn't even imagine that ten to fifteen years ago. But it's, yeah, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think are some of the sort of main? Uh, what do you think is like the main personality trait? Do you think that's helped you in in life and business? Are you are you just determined? Do you have your, your blinkers on and you just make stuff happen or is it something else, do you think? Um, I think it was, in the end, when I look at back on everything, I'm, not even, I'm still quite young, I would say, um, was actually to kind of help people. That seemed to open more doors and help me a lot more. Um, one of the prime examples was helping people with like the meetup I run now. Um, it seemed to open so many doors for me and it seems to be helping other people. So I run a group on um, Tim Ferriss, the four-hour work week. 
um, book and it's based on that and it shows people how how they can kind of leave this nine to five lifestyle and we get 100 people a month just in the room trying to listen to an inspirational speaker about how they've done it or someone's inspirational journey and that seems to kind of that idea of helping someone else helping you seems to have got me further because out of that I've got business deals it's opened doors into other advertisers um, it's opened kind of new friends if anything um, it allowed me to meet phenomenally impressive incredible people um, and that's that seemed to help me in business and personally um, and that's one of the best decisions I've probably ever made plus the money we make we, we the last event we ran we made about 180 pound for charity so there's a three pound fee on the door and we've made it off for charity, so that's probably an added benefit for everyone wins, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And the final couple of speed round questions to finish up. Like, what does a fulfilled life mean to you? Um, fulfilled life means, to me, some, something where you're just happy um, doing what you want um, and what you're doing. Um, and that, that's it. There's, there's nothing else around it. Um, it's just you be happy, do what you want. Um, you have to make sure you're happy and fulfilled. And uh, what is one thing our listeners can do today that will have a massive positive effect on their lives? Um, I would say join meet, join more meetup groups. Um, you meet incredible people. Um, actually, no, I'm going to retract that. I would say visit latest free stuff and order a freebie. I'm going to say that one, actually. You can have um, them both. You can have them both. <laughs> <laughs> visit latest free stuff and order a freebie. And then for anyone meetup, that's meetup.com. Imagine like if you were interested in a topic, it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter if you're into underwater basket weaving, if you're into <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons, if you're into Spanish learning or like, I don't know, what, what, if, if, you, if you could think of something, honestly, if you go on this website, if you can think of something, there's a really good chance it will be there. Like, I don't know, you like learning about ancient battles in Egypt in 1970, like there's maybe a chance there's going to be a group out there who are also people interested in that topic. And so you go onto this website, and then there happens all over the place, and they show. Oh, it's just it's an amazing website. I, I only found out about it about about a year ago, and it's it's unbelievable. It's it's incredible. So yeah, it's if you're interested met. in a topic, they'll be on that website. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised, yeah. And are there any books or resources which have changed or had a big impact on you? Um, Tim Ferriss's Four Hour Work Week. Um, it's exactly what I've done. It's exactly what the dream was. It was about leaving your nine to five and living for four hours a week um, and attempting this kind of dream lifestyle in most people's eyes. Um, so I heavily recommend reading it. Um, yeah, it's had a massive impact on my life. Yes, and I, yeah, absolutely. And I can I can vouch for that. Is in there's the amount of like positive if you look on um amazon like the amount of five star it's like, it's like <laughs> 1500 people who are just like oh my god this book changed my life um so yeah a lot of people just wanting to escape like their, their jobs and stuff and finally how can people stay in touch or find out more about you um uh, is probably the best way to do it um deepak taylor one um i'm on twitter um i post funny and crazy things i post loads of resources on there to be fair to try and help people um, lots of business stuff lots of personal stuff um, and ways to live for free so it's brilliant <laughs> amazing deepak thank you so 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 much for talking to me today uh it's been absolutely yeah, absolutely loved every second of it um and i will yeah hopefully i'll be i'll come down to your next meetup brilliant see you then <laughs> thanks so much 